Kendrick Lamar's uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Kendrick Lamar um, has been dormant for a long time. Um, everybody's been eagerly, you know, anticipating his return. Um, his last album that he did was the Black Panther Project, wasn't it? Yeah, and, yeah, that, yeah, that was his album. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, like the technically the last one he did. I guess project he's part of soundtrack album, um, but his other like you know kind of album itself was the damn album which came out in 2017 so for the past uh basically six years he's been gone uh nothing uh from him um and now he's back made the return um in this muchly much highly anticipated project um mr morale uh in the big steppers um a lot of different i think i would say to start off i think that this is his least commercial album that he's made um, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of things about this album that really, you know, really focuses on self-reflection, um, of, you know, his beliefs, his growth, um, as a human being, um, and it really expresses that through his art, uh, which I've always really appreciated with Kendrick Lamar, um, his projects, like what he did with To Pimp a Butterfly, um, and I think, you know, people are saying, like, which is, you know, kind of, which is more commercial, I would say To Pimp a Butterfly is definitely way more commercial, um, than something like this. Uh, oh, uh, what'd you say? Uh, sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm going to listen to you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I would say, I would say definitely it is kind of way more, uh, uh, you know, uh, less, less commercial than this. Um, and kind of the different themes, uh, that you tackle, like, the, because it's been so long since we've had a Kendrick Lamar album, we've, Obviously, we've been through a lot of major events, you know what I mean, uh, in the world. Obviously, COVID was a huge thing. Um, seeing all these different things politically. Um, and, you know, to for him to come and him to kind of present this album um, really, really, I think, represents uh, a lot, you know, for, for him. Uh, and throughout the entire project, you know, listening to it, I mean, you got a lot of songs in here um, that kind of tags like Aunt Di uh, Auntie Diaries is the big one. Uh, where, you know, Lamar, uh, like, kind of recollects a story, uh, with his transgender uncle and cousin, um, and him, and he does use the word of, of framing himself as a younger person of using the F word, uh, which he actually says, um, in, in the album, um, and whether or not that's right for him to do, um, you know, of course, not really for me to say, because I'm not really a part of that community, um, I could see the issue there of, that being a big sticking point there, um, you know, and he is framing it from the from the point of view of he had, um, you know, especially being black and you know being in the, in the community of not understanding what that is, not understanding what that is, of you know the LGBT community, um, and you know, you know, you know, you know how it is sometimes, you know, within that, you know, within our community when it when it comes mm -hmm. to that type of stuff. Uh, but I, I thought that was kind of a, a great song to address kind of those younger issues there and address his growth. And you see that kind of through even some of the features, because with the Kodak uh, uh, Black feature that he has with Silent Hill, um, which I think is one of my favorite uh, tracks on the, on the, on the record, uh, with Silent Hill, Kodak Black, obviously he had his run in, um, you know, him with an underage girl, um, you know, and 
is went that to jail a, a couple of times? Went to jail a couple of times, and is that a contradiction? Um, you know, Kendrick Lamar speaking about you know growing and and the damage that you can do um, to your community or to yourself at times. Having Kodak Black on here, knowing that he did cause so much damage uh, to a young woman's life, is that right? Is that okay? Um, so that you know, is he doing it on purpose? You know, to is he saying that Kodak Black is forgiven? Is he saying that you know, uh, is he still uh, you know uh, uh, on the hook for what he did? You know, um, you know uh, that that's kind of interesting uh, discussion, interesting kind of topic in a way. Um, so, what were kind of your your thoughts there with the project? Uh, so my thing of it is, G, and we you know, we probably gonna end up discussing this. Probably gonna be a little lengthy one, y'all. But um, my 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 thing of it is, is like when I listen to Kendra, I remember he said this one time in an interview. He said, "I." I rap for for niggas in jail. Niggas in jail. You're in jail with your thoughts. You're in jail with your struggles. One of your struggles can be your morals. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I feel like this album, like it's as in itself, a nigga. I'm. I bumped this album. Like I bumped this album. I fuck with it. Like I, 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 I bumped this album. It is on top of it. I feel like for me, the beats are good, and the, the music and everything that he references is good. Like we go to Auntie Diary. Even Auntie Diary, G. That's that's just a small piece because now getting into that and then like listen to Kendrick's catalog. If you a Kendrick fan. Or just a Kendrick, or a Kendrick person that has been listening to it. Like I don't know if Yeeves is still in the ch in the chat. But it's good that Yeeves is here. If he is still in the chat, I'm gonna tell you this story. He was taking us somewhere, and at this time, I did not fuck with Kendrick Lamar. This was when Kendrick Lamar first came out. It was around 2010. It sounded like an alien and shit. I didn't <laughs> fuck with High Power uh, like that. I thought High Power was just mediocre, uh, which you know still is to me. And um, he played The Heart Part 2. And when he played The Heart Part 2, I was just like, who the f well, what? I mean, maybe it was the added with Dash Snow in on there and, and, and giving his like little soliloquy and then him coming in like saying thank you. And then at the end of, of, of The Heart, like uh, he, he rapped so much that he can't even fucking rap no more. That's the part of the heart. Now, I know some niggas be saying, like, part, part five, oh, he, he rapping off beat. It's because the heart series is supposed to be, if you're familiar with it, it's supposed to be him just rapping and just fucking going off. You know what I'm saying? It, it's supposed to be him rapping, like, not catching the beat. He did that on every, almost them to every heart. You know what I'm saying? And he gives you that because, he gives you those heart joints because... He rap on here, but he only rap really. He only going in, going in on maybe a few joints. But I feel like with this, with this joint, a lot of the records, I feel like he he knows how to kind of craft records on top of features. Kendrick, if you ever look at Kendrick, I feel like this album probably has a little bit more artist features mm. than, than a lot of his albums. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
Uh, and uh, the guest we'll features ahead. here, you got Ghostface Killer, you got Summer Walk, you got Tyler Page, who's the actress. Uh, she just was in Zola, uh, which was mm-hmm. my, one of my favorite the movie uh, favorite movies of the year when it came out. That came out last year. She does the We Cry Together skit slash kind of song uh, that's in here. Um, you have uh, Blast, you have uh, Amanda Reefer, you have Kodak Black, you have Baby Keem, who's uh, the cousin of, of uh, Kendrick Lamar. You have Sam Du, uh, Tiana Leone, uh, Beth Gibbons. Are uh, some of the features here? Yeah, and 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 eat like all those features hit. All those features hit, man. All those features hit. I want to ask you uh, when he was going back and forth with Taylor Page. What movie that that reminds you of? What movie did it remind me of? Um... Cause I've been to a lot. A lot of people. And I don't know. I'm. I feel like this is the movie, but a lot of people haven't been saying this in their reviews. Go ahead. Hmm, what movie did it remind me of? Huh. Interesting. Um. Hmm. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't think offhand what movie it reminded me. But I, 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 I could see what movie can remind some people love a little bit. But I can't think offhand myself. Okay. So, so that, so that whole little, not the whole thing, but one part of it is is a reference to uh, poetic justice. Ah, poetic justice. Okay. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. That's how Pac was saying it in the movie. Hmm. Okay. And 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 as that she was saying, I'm gonna get some Compton niggas to fuck you up. So you hear shit like that, right? Mm. You hear like Kendrick has such an affinity for Pac, Janet Jackson, that whole like just L.A. L.A. part, right? Mm. That it makes you want to piece together his other shit now. It make you want to go back to poetic justice where poetic justice stand in this narrative of this album mm. so like motherfuckers that's like kendrick fans you're gonna go back because even when you go to aunties right mm. the old kendrick fans this motherfucker uncle bobby cousin keaton mm. it was locked up he also he also he also he also i feel like he in the aunties he's been he's been talking about them but this was the first time that he told them that they were trans that they transgender because on another song that you go that you got to go back to he said he said i got an uncle he ain't rap too tight he told me rap about life not rap niggas hmm. he wasn't rap too tight in auntie's diary what he say he said hmm. i i know that he said he said i can't i can't do it verbatim but he says we would joke around with each other. We know we know our type of comedy. We know how we talk to each other. He coming out, but I always knew my cousin was my uncle was special. It's, it's shit like that, like you, shit like that. For people that have listened to Kendrick and really listened to Kendrick, not even really listened to Kendrick, but if you're just a Kendrick fan or you became a Kendrick fan and you've been back to those tracks, people like me is gonna love album like this because we can go back and reference these things hmm. we can go back and pick apart some of these things what if one of these uncles is Keem's uh, uh, father hmm. he says in the album his wife and his his, his, his his kid says in the album you broke a curse everything that he been doing lately has been for Keem hmm. Keem has about four records on this album that he produced. 
Okay. He produced. I'm gonna go to it right now. One of them is one of my favorite tracks, Savior. Hmm. Okay. Okay. He did Die Hard with Blast. Okay. He did the Savior interlude with just him in '95. Those were the joints that he produced on the album. Hmm. Okay. So when you look at the narrative and how this album, I guess, goes. I have this same type of connection when I hear Saba because I knew I knew his cousin, I knew Squeak, and they passed. And in between of the lines of when he brought out like the album "Care for Me" and and his last album, his, his pain in between those those soft spoken songs. And even when you listen to the Blast song, the from the Blast song to all the songs, he is struggling with his morales. He is struggling how to be a person. And it kind of gives you a little insight of struggling with that being a fucking goat. Hmm. Being a fucking goat. He's struggling with that shit, being a fucking goat. His morals. How, is he a big... But you got to still be that big stepper. You got to hmm. still be that rap nigga. He even said he even said on Family Affair, I don't know why they fucking with me. He said, and then right after that, he said to Kanye like he said, yeah, when Drake got I was confused. Like <laughs> like he letting you know like I'm a rap nigga. I rap about life, not rap nigga. And that's what his fucking uncle told him. He spits for niggas that's in jail. I'm telling you, I'm not even a nigga. Been in jail. He spits these fucking somber songs from section eighty all the way to fucking now. Like he 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 drops these fucking songs, man. But it just gives you a lot of insight on his past albums and shit like that. Because Auntie song, Auntie song, I hear that in section eighty. Mm. Save your song. I can hear that in in in, in, in section eighty. The mm. fucking um, uh, rich nigga, no rules, no the records, no rules. That song, shit, we can go back. We can put that back in training day. The Kendrick Lamar EP. Hmm. <laughs> that song is an L.A. fucking song. Like, it's, right. like the Pimple Butterfly was his sole L.A. song. LA album but this album is is a little bit more well rounded and if Kendrick I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now and I don't give a fuck motherfucker I ain't look at the chat but if Kendrick was to retire and this is his whole set of albums mm. I'll be fine mm. I will I will be fine I'll be fine and even with Kodak Black being in there Kodak Black, I, everybody wants, it, people, certain artists do this shit where they, they, they had a, this one representation of somebody. Kodak Black has was going through a lot. He also remember the time, or some people remember the time where Kodak Black was asking to get out of jail because niggas was torturing him and beating him and shit like that. I don't know how true it was. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when I see Kodak Black on that, I was like, oh, okay, Kendrick must have a relationship with him that we don't know. Because hmm. he even got him doing poetry. And 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 in the in the, or and in the poetry even said, "What you doing with Kendrick? What you doing with a legend? Hmm. Y'all in the chain gang, y'all gang bang. You know what I'm saying? Like is is he's, you know what I'm saying? He's he, he's he's showing you right there. He's showing you right there. Like it says it right there. I do my my music for niggas in prison. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this is. And if this if he does this shit for niggas in prison, this is when the nigga get out of prison. And he been out for a while. This is the album that he been out for a while. And he been out of prison for a while. So he's trying to get his, his mind right. But it's hard to do it when we're in a fucking new world that I ain't we ain't been in in so long. We gotta adjust. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of things that he even say like he even said Like I'm, I'm seeing King buy four cars in four months. He's trying, he's trying to provide. Hmm. He's trying to provide, but it's like the albums. He got to say some shit. He has to say something. He has to say something. Hmm. And even from Rich Spirit to Savior, you know what I'm saying? Like even the Savior, like. But he's not, he not trying to disregard you and not say he ain't your savior, nigga. He just telling you, like, just think of your own. Get your own mind. But you got to find out on your own. It's cool to have other people's opinion. How does it shape your own? Mm. What do you feel comfortable with at the end of the day? Because, mm. I mean, a lot of the album is, is him displaying how much of an imperfect human being, you know, he's, he is and, you know... Uh, how flawed he is uh, throughout the entire project. Um, what's, what, what's a flaw though? What's, what's his really flaw? Because you say that is he flawed or is he was he flawed and he just painted the, paint the perfect picture for you? Mm. Mm. I mean right. I, I think that yeah I mean it shows you know his history of like you said being this person who thought this certain way, evolving, changing, um, and I think also showing that kind of, you know, uh, I guess that image that we, I mean, I think the theme tonight we're discussing on these albums is artists really looking at how they're portrayed uh, through the eyes of other people um, and trying to really reflect that in their music. Uh, with Future's album, with Jack Harlow's album, of very much playing into that persona that they are. Um, and then Kendrick Lamar's persona is being this, you know, uh, uh, really hugely socially, you know, conscious rapper. You know, being this big thinker, being this great artist. You know, being this person who is on the pulse of, you know, culture and everything like that. Of being, you know, politically and socially. And uh, you know, I think he leans into that. You know, with this album, you know, discussing cancel culture and things like that, mm-hmm. um, and the parameters sometimes that artists are put in and not you know maybe being fully free to create you know in that space um when you do so 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 real quick do you think how do you look at meek mill what type of rapper is what type of rapper is meek mill i think meek mill is a i think he tries to be somewhat of a socially conscious rapper at times but i think he fails and attempts to do that 
um, and doesn't have the type of broad or type of really Pacific ideals enough to really represent that. And then I think other than that, I think he's kind of just a turn up guy or, or, or a guy that's supposed to represent talking about from a street perspective of what that's like of, of giving us a view there. As, but 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 as you can see, we can maybe say in the public eye that Meek Mill maybe has done a little bit more for trying to change the justice system than Kendrick, right? Um, I mean, because, because, because the reason I say that because you said that you know he's conscious, he's looked at as conscious, but what the fuck really has Kendrick Lamar really has has done that we like actually seen besides more of his imagery and the things to be reflect. So I, I just think of, of that as like, I don't know, I, because the reason why I say that is because I just don't I don't look at him as socially conscious. Hmm. I look I look I look at him as maybe socially construct, hmm. uh, because more of the weight of the world is 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 something that shapes him. Instead of him trying to, Kendrick has never tried to fucking change a worldview or anything. So Kendrick, I mean Kendrick is it. a, I think, an artist above all that likes to create and likes to get his voice right. and vision out there. And but this we, album, we, but, but Kendrick's not going to go to the president and try to talk to him about some shit. Hmm. Kendrick is not going to do this. Because he doesn't like that shit. He doesn't want to do that shit. Everything that Kendrick does be for him and his family. Hmm. It feels like he's trying to fix what's in his family. And then at the end of the, at the this end of this album is what shapes this problem. I've been going through shit. My shit is my family. And maybe Kendrick has been working this long that he's just been working for his family. Maybe that's why at the end they say thank you. you. Broke a curse. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, that's why. That's why I just feel like that way. Cause I've never seen Kendrick go out there and be protesting. I never seen Kendrick do what J Cole do. I never seen Kendrick even do some of the shit that that Drake do. Now he might do it behind the scenes, but he doesn't publicly display it. So it's kind of it's kind of I know we we get in this in this box of of who they are from the from just the subject matter of how they come across, but to see the outside actions too, because th those outside actions got to compare to your inside actions. You just said Meek Mill was a turn up nigga, mm -hmm. but Meek Mill is also trying to fight the justice system and all this other shit and hang with these billionaires and try to get shit done. Henry don't want to do that. He want to do it himself, mm -hmm. but he want to do it for his family first. I I just don't think Meek, Meek Mill has that much of knowledge, really, all that much. I think maybe his intentions are good of, of you know, wanting to maybe change the justice system, but I don't think hanging with... I think he's very much class-focused and learning to be a billionaire, um, and I don't think going to billionaires is really uh, the solution. But, you know, that's a bigger conversation, uh, I guess. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I feel you, because I, I don't know, I just... I just feel like with Kendrick is just a lot of internal things, you know, and he was, he's just able to kind of 
or about that, you know, without him being like touched or, or due to the music that he makes. Hmm. Yeah. What were your some of your favorite songs in this project? <sighs> Let's see. One through eighteen. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, man, um uh That hard, I like. I like that hard. I, I can definitely hear that on the radio. I would love to play that whenever I get to California. Uh, <laughs> all the time, of course. That shit is hard, and it's hard because he didn't have to really. Some because sometimes you got to use Sanford, and sometimes you, you know, what I'm saying Sanford can Sanford can come in. And, and 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 just make an impact from a short a short stint. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do it with a short stint for Sample. Sample, you got to really dry it out with his ass. But Sample make you cry. Okay. Mm-hmm. You ain't heard that song with Sample on that Steve Carell out uh, movie. His son was going through it. It was like an Amazon movie. <laughs> but uh, uh, Purple Hearts. I fuck with uh, Purple Hearts once again, once again that shit felt like 40 ounces wife beaters icky suits uh, 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 and um, and motherfuckers zigzags mm. you know what I'm saying uh, on some on some uh, on some uh, what, what was what was uh, what was that movie, Men's Society, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, fucking Samuel? Thank you, my motherfucking money, Nick. Fuck you, suck my dick. <laughs> Samuel shot his ass. That's that's how I feel like I hear that. Mm. Uh, let's see. Um, and uh, Silent Hill. I, everybody does love Silent Hill. That's not really one of my favorites, but I, I like it. Um, Savior, Auntie Diaries. Uh, Mr. Morale, uh, Mother I'm Sober, uh, Mirror, a lot of tracks, man. A lot of the tracks on. I, I, I can't, I can't even because the other joint that we was gonna review tonight, the Pusha T. I gotta say I like that, but it's one track on it I just do not like. But mm. I, almost every track on this album I like, man. And I know I'm gonna sound like a, a, a stand, but I can't help it, bro. Like I can, li- like I can literally turn this album on. And this makes my day better at work, even though this is such a sad album. Mm. So yeah, yeah, man, it's 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 a really oh, it's a really good album, man. It's a really good album. I, I I really love it. I mean, I'm gonna say this right now. I like it. To, I know people love to pimp a butterfly. Um, and you know, it's definitely reminiscent of the the Parliament Funkadelic, but and people love damn. Me personally, I didn't like "Damn" like that too much. That's very commercial. Uh, it's very commercial. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Even I gotta go because I don't even go back to "Damn" like that. But this right here, I, I'm gonna say it right now, man. I think this is one of one of his best albums out of his collection. Really? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, man. I think I think this album is one of his best fucking albums out of his collection, bro. Like. Good Kid, Mad City is good. It is some low points on there, but god damn, the emotions and shit hit hit better 
on this, and maybe because it feels like it's 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 we're at this point at the end of the road. Mm-hmm. Like I said, when I listen to it, I got all these references of his old albums. How many fucking uncles and cousins do he got? Because he mentions his uncles and shit a lot. Mm-hmm. And the, the the that verse that he say. Uh, I got an uncle that's locked up in prison. He wasn't rapped too tight. He told me rap about life, not rap niggas. That was on the heart part two. Who said that ain't his, his uncle that got out of jail and and, and, and turned gay and, and turned into a woman? Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Prison system. That does that to you too. And then when he talks about his auntie, He gives it, he talks about it, yes. In the black community, we do try to hide and shun it. But if you listen to the, if, not if you listen to the lyrics, but if you listen to his description of his auntie, she picked him up from school. They shared raunchy jokes together. What he said in the motherfucker, she said, oh, well, he, he, she like pussy, I like pussy too. <laughs> Uh, very. But also, uh, I'll say it just uh, that line just kind of remind me of Drake uh, when uh, that line in uh, his new album it says, uh, "Girl said she a lesbian." I said, "Me too." Uh, oh, just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 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 that plays on what he's saying. Right. Me and my cousin have this rapport. Me and my cousin joke like this. He say these dark jokes. I know what my cousin is. I know exactly who he is. So at that age, he's already letting you know I'm aroused with my cousin. I understand what, what that person is. I understand what they're going through. I understand what it was. Right. He felt, but he felt like it was distant. Everything about Kendrick is, is about family, bro. And I think even when you look at the, 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 the title, I mean the cover, even when you look at the cover, that lets you know right there. I'm a, I'm a family man. They think I'm Jesus. But guess what? I'm a Compton nigga just like everybody else. Hmm. Yeah. I'm a Compton nigga just like everybody else. This is my wife. These are my kids. This is my house with the bullet holes in it. I'm trying to repair my house. Hmm. I'm trying to repair my house. I ain't trying to rap for you niggas. <laughs> he been saying that. Get off the Wi-Fi. Mm. <laughs> Any lo- low points for you in this album? No. Mm. Not one. Not one. Not fucking one, dog. Mm. Not one. I love this album. And what's your rating for it? Oh, yeah, all right. This album is one of his best albums out of his series. This album is the most consistent, heartfelt out of any of his albums to date. Mm. And this encapsulates so much of what he was doing on his mixtapes. The dark themes that he would talk about on his EPs that he didn't put on his album. This is what he really wanted to make it. This is... Kendrick Lamar EP. This is Section 80. This is fucking To Pimple Butterfly. 
a little bit of damn, just a little bit. Hmm. Just a little bit. But it's, it's, it's all Kendrick. And it's still coming from that mind state of I'm rapping for niggas in jail. I'm rapping for niggas that have you disunited in grief. He said, I grieve different. I grieve different. He said, I was doing shit where I was uh, doing other shit where I was, but I'm going through grief. Hmm. I still, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to live like y'all want me to live. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to live like a rapper. I'm a rapper, right? <laughs> I can't live like that. I, I, I feel like I can't. And now he's like, I fuck, I didn't got too fucking big to even do what the fuck I want to do now. Once again, man, kudos to Kendrick. I, I does, I do know. I don't know if he still does it, but when he did, I know he he does all the sequencing on on people's albums. Hmm. And goddamn it, Kendrick, you sequence this motherfucker from one ride to the next ride. I'm talking about from the Lullaby to N95. Maybe N95, maybe a little low point for me. Hmm. Not my favorite track on the album, but I still fucking listen to it. Still bump. Mm. This album, man, Ray he wraps it up at the end and telling the story about also morale of his family, of how they're treating his cousin, and because he was so close to him, that the first thing that they thought was, was he touching you? Hmm. How too close? He's he's. He's gay. He's trans. So automatically, that that equips to sex, some type of sex. Mm. Oh man, everybody's not like that. Mm. And 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 the fact of the matter is, yeah, that might happen, and they might blame him for that. But in the, in the midst of the of the story, when he's talking about it, they're not even believing him. Even say, I haven't had to say it again. So for him to wrap that up from that story to that story to the end and then him saying in the mirror, him, this is him saying to himself, I am okay. Mm. I, I, I did my job. I said I'm done, but I, I'm, I, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm coming to grips. I'm doing my fucking job, man. I'm still making good music. Mm. But yeah, this, this motherfucker ain't for everybody. It's not. It's not. I don't see how it can't be. To be honest with you, mm. I mean, motherfuckers say you can't even dance to the album. I'm shit. When I mm. put the blast song on, I'm bopping. Uh, oh, uh, uh, it's like I said. I mean, if you are, you know, follow Kendrick's work for this, you know, long amount of time, um, I think you'll be fit right in with this. You know what I mean? If this is your first time ever listening to Kendrick or getting into Kendrick, yeah, maybe you'll be a little lost there. But I still think it's a, a good project, great project. Um, and whether it's the top of his discography, I mean, I don't think he has any bad, you know, uh, albums, anything like that, or any projects mm -hmm. in his discography. Um, there's some lesser than others, I think, but overall, I think it's a strong discography, you know. Um, I, I think To Pimp a Butterfly is still probably better than this. Um, I, I just like the, in, the instrumentals on there a lot. I uh, love the beats on there. I love the songs on there. Um, I think it, 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 it you know does have a great kind of it mixes the lively feel um, plus the personal stuff I think really well on there. 
Um, here is you know such a very deeply personal album, uh, which is really great. Um, such almost like we're kind of getting insight, you know, like a journal almost, you know, with with a lot of these songs, you know, uh, which is which is very intimate. Um, and I think you know some of my favorite songs, Silent Hill, I think is really good. Um, you know, I think the Heart Part Five, I think. Uh, we uh, let's see. Um, I think the, the great performance by Taylor Page coming in, um, and we cry together. I thought that song was very great. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said if you relate to that song, uh, break up. Uh, if you if you actually relate to that song, um, and then uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of great you know songs here. Savior, I thought it was great. Auntie Diaries, uh, Mr. Uh, Morale, uh, Mother, uh, I Sober. Mirror, uh, you know, there's a lot of great. I think this is an album that really rewards you listening to it multiple times. I've only listened to it twice. I've got to listen to it, I think, a, a few more times uh, to, to get a better sense of it um, and to really, really just, just soak it all in um, and, and really just sit down um, and really, really consume it and soak it in more than I already have. Uh, but, uh, I mean, yeah, I thought this was a... I mean, I think... It was worth the wait. Um, I think, you know, when you come five years since your last project, um, it can be like, okay, the anticipation can be so high um, and what people yeah, expect. And that's one thing I, but that's one thing I do disagree with real quick. Is I, don't think it was worth, I don't think it was worth the wait. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to wait five years for this, to be honest with you. I mean, it is good, but mm-hmm. God damn, man. I don't, I don't think five years for any artist, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think five years you should want to come back with that because now we because now you're gonna be gone again mm. yeah i guess it, it, anticipation is always a hard thing to fight you know what i mean you know if you're waiting for the next thing you know if it's getting a little bit to the hype uh i think it's good i think it, it is very good i mean you know everybody's expectations are different um it is it life-changing is it like the greatest thing you ever hear you know what i mean no but i still think it's it is very good um, I don't think, you know, there's not a lot I would say you would wait, you know, it's worth waiting five years for, but uh, um, but I thought this was a, a very good outing for him, and um, I'll have to see, um, we, should, we should do a show where we rank all his discography and go through it, um, and line it all up, all the way, even something like the Untitled Unmastered, you know, even put that on there on the list and see what Yeah, yeah, oh about. shit, yeah, we didn't even mention, yeah, that's, damn, that's an album too, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, an album. So yeah, I mean, uh, I would give it a strong. Um, uh, well, no, I wouldn't say strong, but I, I would give it a tune in for me. Tune in. I would what's the highest? What's the highest after tune in? Um, we just do kind of for tune in. We just do like strong tune in. We don't have anything above tune in. We would think about coming up with something like this is like because we do movie reviews typically, but we would, we usually uh, maybe think about this is cinema for something mm-hmm. higher than tune in. So if you want to say like. You know. Oh yeah, there you go. I, I, I put it out there right now. This is cinema. Every Kendrick album is. It feels like a Spike Lee movie, mm. and this is the same. This mm. is the same. It's a well-written Spike Lee movie, and yeah, this is fucking better than cinema for me, man. I I love this album. I can't stop listening to it. I probably listened to it over ten times. Um. It's, it's, it's a lot of it's yeah it's, it's it just hits for me man it hits for me i feel like uh i don't know i'm just an emotional person i guess when it comes to kendrick uh with him because i i used to love Pac the same mm-hmm. as much as him 
You know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of references to Chicago in him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. That I don't know if a lot of people hit, but it is a lot of Chicago references in him. Or him, not even references, just him mentioning Chicago. So it's something about back home, which is here, that really fucking, really fucking hit, hit with him. You know what I'm saying? But he felt like he had to come from over there to over here to see what was going on. And it just hits hard. It hits hard for me because, like I said, in listening to it, I think back about the other albums. I think back about all the other albums, Uncle Kenny and Cousin Keaton and, and, and all of Vanity Slaves and all of this shit like that, all of his old joints and how much this references a lot of his old joints. How that was such a place in my life that I like really, really fucked with Kendrick at that time. So yeah, this is better than cinema. It's a great album for me. Uh, I love this over damn. I damn near almost love this over to Pimp a Butterfly, or maybe it's the same. But I do love to Pimp a Butterfly. But I do put this over damn. And yeah, this is better than fucking cinema to me, man. <laughs> um. Yeah. Wow. Um, that was our Kendrick Lamar review for Miss Morale and the Big Stepper. Um, there's a lot to say about the album for sure. Um, you know what I mean? I don't think we maybe even scratched the surface of it. I mean, it, it's it's a good album to go in depth to and to really analyze and to really talk about. 